Welcome to the Hot Rod Hangout Podcast. Whoop, whoop. I'm Matt. And I'm Ashley. And tonight we have a special guest, uh, Ryan. Welcome. How you doing? How's it going, bud? Thank you. Appreciate it. Good, good. good. So uh, the weather's decent up there, at least. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or getting it's, better. You know, it's getting better, yeah. I mean, it's uh, we've had snow a few times, and it's been it's been melting, and then it more snow comes, and now it's just a big mud pie everywhere so mm-hmm. and the salt the road salt oh, yeah so i remember those days and and the and the awkward stage in between where it melts and then freezes back again so then all of the roads are covered in black ice until they go oh, and yeah. resalt it in resalt it in. yeah resalt it did yep i'm making all up right. words <laughs> anyway. i don't know none about no salt other than the salt yeah. water <laughs> yeah and that likes to a lot of times they'll they'll throw the brine down, and then it'll it'll catch the first layer of snow oh, that that melts and then turns to ice. But if it happens overnight, or if it happens again, or, or there's another, it's just it's all over. Yeah, you gotcha. know. But Pennsylvania. <laughs> so, uh, what got you into cars? Whether it be hot rods, you know, I know your focus now is most, uh, hot rods and stuff. But what what originally got you into cars? Uh, I guess just, uh, it's kind of how I was raised. Um, just, you know, a little kid into his toy cars. Um, and, uh, I kind of was always in like mechanically into mechanical things. I I was, uh, I built model kits, uh, growing up, um, from anything from airplanes to cars. Um, and, um, what kind of led me into the hot rod world is as I grew up, I was uh, really into skateboarding, punk rock music. Um, and when I became old enough to drive, um, you know, I started looking into like cool cars, you know, to, to have when you're right out of high school. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I fell into the muscle car thing for a minute and I became friends with some, some guys and they were into um, muscle, like early or like sixties muscle cars. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, uh, which was cool and all, but then I was like, you know, I started, it was right when like the next wave of, of hot rod, like early two thousands. Okay. When, mm-hmm. when, the, when the hot rod thing kind of came back with rockability, punk rock, this and that. And, uh, I became friends with a, with a few guys that were into that. And I was like, this is, this is where it's at. <laughs> this is just the coolest thing. Like no fenders, just, just total anti-authoritarian, mm-hmm. you know, on four wheels, mm-hmm. you know, and I thought that was just the coolest thing. So, um, <laughs> and one, one particular conversation I had with one of the rockabilly dudes that I became friends with was, uh, I was always saying, Oh, I'd like to build this car. I'd like to do that car. And he said, nah, what's, what's, what's the one car that would make you happy? Like, what's the one car that you could see yourself owning like forever? Mm-hmm. I said, well, I can't have a 32. I was like 18 years old. Like, that's insane. <laughs> He's like, well, you know, what, what about, you know, like a Model A or something? Like, they're affordable. You can kind of piece them together and make it better as, as you go along. And I thought it was far-fetched, and then I just gave it a shot. and Little by little, piece by piece. And you yeah. learn a ton by doing that. Mm-hmm. So. Definitely. Long-winded answer. I apologize. But oh, no, you're good, good bud. Right. You're good. <laughs> so, um I do have that 32. Um, it's not a coupe. It's a truck. But um, That's cool. I was given the ability to uh, – I really wasn't looking for it when it found me. Um, you know, 
car guys. So you're scrolling on Facebook Marketplace, and uh, I have a 54 that's like a rolling project, like driving project. And I'd kind of got to the point where I was like, okay, I either need to take it apart and make it the best I can, or I need a project. <laughs> so I was on Facebook, and it popped up, and really good price. And I actually told her when we went to go get it, I'm like, I, I want you to find something wrong. Like, please talk me out of buying this as I'm standing there. Literally, the guy's one of the coolest car guys I've met. He had every replacement panel for all the rust. Like, everything, like, just lined up. And I'm like, okay, cool, yeah. Loaded up. (laughs) But that's how I ended up. That was this... uh... Moonshine. Was it with the body, body, bed, chassis, the whole yes. nine yards? Yes. Wow. So it is a, uh, it had a buggy spring, like a Model A buggy spring rear. Um, it's got some chrome parts, uh, spindles, stuff like that, uh, drum, chrome drums, stuff like that. Um, it still needs a motor, wiring, obviously, interior. Uh, the floor needs redone because they just kind of patchworked it. Um to get it to hold shape. A uh, couple rush repairs, but like I said, I got all the panels to do that. And it's going to be, I don't know if you're familiar with Carl Fisher, Japan's, his Dodge. Oh, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. That's kind of the plan for that truck. Excellent. Uh, mm-hmm. Mine's not going to be on hydraulics and lay on the ground, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. that is the plan, is bare metal, kind of industrial, nothing that it doesn't need kind of the basics so excellent very good so yeah i mean i guess as far as 32s are concerned i guess kind of like a buy once cry once kind of thing (laughs) where if you can if you can get it all in a in a package deal like that meaning uh uh hatch panels and and replacement stuff i mean that's the way to go because if you piecemeal it i mean it can get insane Yes, with the, with how how expensive little things can get, you know, mm-hmm. especially if you're in a if you're in a pinch and you you know you one thing's in the way, you got to get you know the floor pan done or you got to get you know the sub rails handled before you start entertaining steering and yeah. whatever else uh, that can get really pricey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. um, and that was when I bought the truck. I was like, oh yeah, like it's it's mostly there, like it's not going to be, and then gradually collecting parts and i'm like well maybe it won't be that chop 32 original grill (laughs) you know maybe (laughs) you know 32 grill but it'll be a repop like i can't afford (laughs) i can't wrong with repop (laughs) so nothing wrong i mean depending on where you get it yeah but you know i've i've repops are originals it's cool don't get me wrong but repops are are I don't know. It's one. It's like those. It's like when you when you size up like a like a crazy paint job versus like just throwing something together. Like I don't want to be scared to death parking this thing in a lot exactly. and walking away. Somebody leaning on my original <laughs> thirty two shell with all original bars and everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, because I've I've run into that. I've I've had I parked my car. You're probably familiar with Wayne, mm-hmm. the area of Wayne. I yeah. parked in in Wayne in a in a kind of like a like a shopping center. Mm-hmm. kind of place and i had the model layout and uh i took the wife to get um uh, there's a like a downstairs ice cream place over there and i come back out and there's like four kids leaning 
on my radiator taking selfies. Oh no. Now granted it's it's fine. You know, yeah, it's it, no big deal. It's a it's a flat black model A, it's fine. But like if it was like a killer the Milner you know, coops sitting there and the guys <laughs> Right. <laughs> yeah. It's like, man. But I see it all the time. It's just it's, yeah. it's, Oh, not we we preach that, you know, like I like looking at shiny cars, but shiny paint causes me a lot of stress. Oh yeah. Like even not even my car, like my dad's truck is it's it's a very it's a driver, but it's shiny. And I'm like, "Oh man, like any little imperfection, you know, it's like oh, you know, if that'd be bare metal." And I've tried to get him to take the hood off of it, you know, cuz it's got no side panels, but it still has the hood. And the hood raked because the radiator has got a small block in it. So the, you know, the radiator is shorter. So the radiator shell is shorter and it's raked down. I'm like, oh, yeah. So when we were rewiring it, I'm like, hey, you know what would make this really easy if we just took this hood off? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But it's a lot easier if it's not there at all. Yeah, Mm -hmm. right. You know, (laughs) you know, oh, I don't want to scratch the paint. You know, you know how to do that? Remove it. You know, that that's kind of. But the 54 is original paint. It's rusty, cool. but it's original. You know. uh, that's, I mean, this <laughs> is just a personal opinion of mine, but I respect a patinaed original paint over anything else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know I mean? And I mean, it's, it's, only, it's, got it's only its original quirks. one time. Yeah. yeah. And it's got its quirks. And, you know, there could be some rush repair done on it. But the fact that it still has the original orange from 54. It makes me happy. So, oh yeah, that's excellent. So you you obviously started building the Model A, and is it the still orig- still the original Model A, or have you? No, I um. So when I when I first entertained building a car, um, everybody around me said, you know, it's best to start with you know a project or something that's partially done or something that's mm-hmm. original, so you can take it apart and go from there. But I never had a lump sum of cash to throw at anything. Mm-hmm. Like I had, I had my, I had a Mustang when I was in uh, just out of high school, daily driver. I'm nothing crazy, but I kind of, you know, got into the modifying things and learning in, ins and outs of suspension and this and that from that. Uh, so I never, like I said, I never really had a lump sum of money to to start with. So I kind of just started. Well. My my sister moved into a house, and the house had a big garage. And I think the first two months, I sh- I just went to uh, New Jersey and just picked up a rolling uh, Model A chassis and just showed up at the house with this U-Haul and just unloaded it in the garage. <laughs> there you go. And, she, and I was like, "Oh, is it cool if I build a hot rod in your garage?" She's like, "Sure." <laughs> that's like, a nice sister. Just, yeah, really. <laughs> so that's what that's been pretty much what I started with, and it was it was a. Um, it was a basket case. It was bad, uh, but I ended up replacing the the, the chassis with uh, new rails. Um, let's see, the body was from Colorado. That was the kind of the hardest thing. Um, I found that the body was in pretty good shape, uh, but it was it was an eBay find, and it was on eBay Motors, so they thought it was a car. So mm-hmm. they're like, "Oh, we're gonna send a car carrier." I'm like, "No, no, 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 no! I need a box <laughs> truck." With like a loading or what's called a lift gate, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, shipping it cost more than buying it. It was ridiculous, but so I, I bought a body, um, 
local source, the Y block Ford V8 um, transmission rear. And then it just, I kind of just pieced it together uh, based off of just articles and, and, and magazines that I had and, and kind of just little by little piece by piece. And I think it, it took about four years to get it running and driving. Um, so that was, that was my, the first model that I built. Now I'm building some other crazy thing. So. <laughs> okay. So, um, have you, what car got away, whether it's one that you had that you didn't really want to get rid of, or you regretted selling immediately, or you had the opportunity, you said you haven't had a lump sum, so probably not that, but a car that you wish you could have got, but you know, you had to pass on it because of life. Well, I guess I, I, re, I regret selling my Mustang, but it went to a good person. It went to a great person that I know personally. And um, his kids like love the car and it's like the best thing ever. And it's like so great to watch. I regret selling that car. Um, the, I guess you could say no, it's not necessarily one that got away, but from learning everything I learned building the cars that I built, or building the one car that I built and then building the one that I'm building now. Um, the knowledge I learned, I could have built a better car <laughs> the first time around. Mm-hmm. If, if, you know, if I maybe, you know, worked in, in, in a, in a hot rod shop and learned that way. So I could say, you know, Hey, a 32 frame would work better if for this aesthetic or whatever, you know, cause I think, uh, in my opinion, the most killer open wheel hot rod setup is a stupid low 32 uh, frame Model A, you know, as low as you can get with still having frame horns up front mm-hmm. on a 29 Roadster body with like a Halleck windshield. That's like the best. Heck yeah. So, you know, 59 AB flathead, something like that. Quick change rear that works. <laughs> um, that would be, that would be probably my end all be all. I actually have a dash panel um, that I got from Grace and company that they don't make anymore. And I've, I could have used it like three times now, but I refuse just in case I could build that car mm-hmm. someday. Okay. Just, to, I'm just, just, to, I'm just holding the dash panel. That's, uh-huh. all, that's all I can manage. It's one of those you squint really hard. You can well, see it's like it. you're reading my notes. Cause that oh, was yeah. the next question was if money wasn't an object, what car would you build? So there oh, it yeah. is. It would be, it'd be the 29 on 32 rails. Big time. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. So that's awesome. So tell us about the car that you're currently building. Uh, it's, it's, it's pretty, it's, it's out there. Um, <laughs> so, uh, we, we moved into a house in, 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 um, Marble Township and we, it has a small garage. And, uh, like I said, the first car was built in my sister's place. So I never really had a place of my own until I moved here. Um, so I immediately like unloaded all my tools and equipment and everything. And I was like, all right, I got to start something like now before, you know, I just drug go nuts. So, um, as my dad would say, I was, I was house rich, money poor. Mm-hmm. I had, I got, I had no way of investing anything into this. Um, so, but uh, through networking, I've, I've gained so many friends from, from this community. Um, they called wind that I was interested in the project and they say, you know, I got these doors, I got this, I got that. Um, and, uh, what, what really sparked it, uh, you know, cause a friend of mine had, um, model t touring parts and he just say you know if you can cut if you can come get it you know they're yours and kind of make something out of it and i kind of started piecing it together 
and um as, uh, as i mentioned before and uh I don't know if you if you guys don't want to get too into it, that's okay. But no, I, I was you're diagnosed good. with cancer in 2016, so um, right around that point where I started putting like a body together, I had to get hit with chemotherapy real hard, and so I was stuck at home. Um, and a close friend of mine, um, he knew I was interested in the project. He reached out and he said, uh, "There's this cowl that I sold to a guy." Um, years ago, it's an Auburn cow, 1929 Auburn sedan cow. He's like, um, would you, would you want it? Cause he says that it's too far gone for, cause he's, he, this guy restores Auburns. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I said, uh, you know, sure. I, I take a look at it, but you know, I'm in really rough shape here. I can't go anywhere. So my good friend, John goes, I think it was like New Jersey, like South Jersey drives. doesn't tell me anything. Drives to New Jersey picks up this cowl, comes to my house, drops it off and leaves. Oh my God. So, and does, you know, no money exchange, no nothing. Just, 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 and I, I, that meant so much to me. Good friends. I was like, I got to build, I got to build something with this. You know, I can't let this just go. Yeah. So, um, again, long winded story started with an Auburn cowl. Auburns are really wide. So I had to cut six inches out of the center. So I brought, I brought the size of the cowl in, uh, six inches. So it met like model a stature, um, that friend that I spoke to, or that I mentioned earlier, gave me a bunch of model T parts. The rear doors of the touring body were in really good shape. So I made, um, with, uh, door sills, clicoed him to the doors and hung the doors off the cowl. Then I started little by little making, um, uh, quarters, I, you know, English wheeled out a, a back panel. I beat rolled everything. So it kind of met a, the aesthetic of what a car with those particular bead lines could look like. It, it, it was trying to make it like someone would buy that it was, it was a potentially factory car, mm-hmm. not, you know, just, just sheet metal slapped on something and then let it go kind of thing. So I threw that together. And just had a body sitting on on the floor. A friend of mine donated a Model A frame. Um, it was straight, but it was pitted, like really badly pitted. Um, so what I ended up doing is um, instead of boxing it, because boxing place uh, costs like 160 bucks, something like that, a length of 24 foot two by four uh, three sixteenths tubing costs less. So I just bought a 24 foot length of tubing. And I built the new chassis over top of the old one. So I used the old one as a template. Mm-hmm. And I used, um, you know, uh, Model A frame horns, 32 front cross member. I did a kick up in the rear. Um, and then as, as, you know, time went on, I collected more parts little by little. Um, it has 37 Ford uh, front and rear axles. Um a friend of mine had a flathead for sale. That's a 59A. I think it's 1939. Uh, 48 trans, three-speed uh, three speed trans. Um, so it's kind of going down the road of like a traditional hot rod. Um, trying to stay along like late 40s, early 50s. Okay. Um, and since it's an Auburn cowl with Model T doors, it kind of gained the, the name, the T-Burn, T-Burn pickup. Okay. Yeah. So it's... It's just it's just a cab, mm-hmm. um, 
with, uh, and I'm, I'll make the bed eventually. I haven't gotten to that yet, but, uh, and, uh, the front end is going to be pretty much like 31 model a. Um, so it's going to be an interesting look because of the, the, the T doors are really shallow. So it's going to be an interesting looking car, but, uh, right now I'm figuring out steering and, uh, steering was a little bit of a challenge with the, I mean, steering with a flathead in model a style rails is a challenge no matter what. Um, but this one was a particular challenge, but, uh, I think we're, we're getting close. So awesome. sound like it's going to be badass. Oh yeah. And definitely I'll like say, one of know. a kind. Well, <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. That's the thing is, you know, there's a lot of times that, you know, you can, you go and you look at something and the changes, it looks factory, but you're like, something just doesn't quite, you know, something's weird. And unless one's sitting right next to it, you can't, you know, like we went to a gathering and there was a chopped Merc and it was like hammered, pancaked, everything, like literally like open up the book and do everything you can possibly do to a Mercury. And Ashley snaps a picture of it and I'm like, well, do a 180. And she's like, what? And I'm like, that's the same car. Like it doesn't look that different. Like you could tell it's chopped. You could tell it's slammed. But like oh, it saying. was done well that it didn't look like it was that modified until you turned around and, oh, that's stock height. Mm-hmm. That's what the hood used to look like. That's what, you know. The windows used to be oh, yeah. this yeah. big and now they're, you can't see through them big. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Especially in a, in, a, in a flowing body like that, mm-hmm. you know. Um, it's a chop of that caliber. You know, you can you can tell right away when it was done the proper way mm-hmm. or if it was just, you know, kind of just thrown together. Um, I learned a lot about chopping through uh, um, Joel Davis. He used to he, he does a chopping class uh, all over the country, in fact. Oh, wow. And uh, I chopped a um, I think it was a 46 Ford. And um, the process of using the steel you have at your disposal, not necessarily adding steel to mm-hmm. make, to make a nice flowing chop on a, uh, you know, forties, late thirties, you know, through the forties, uh, yeah. car, um, is, I mean, it's, 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 you can kind of like, once you see it laid out in like Sharpie and, <laughs> and, you know, the way that you cut it and the way that the, 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 the top tends to lean back into the trunk lid, it starts to make sense. And then, you know, we've had, we had to add a little bit of steel here and there, but I've, I've seen other chops take place, uh, you know, social media and all where people, they don't even add a thing. They just, they know how to move the steel where it's at and it just flows perfectly. And I, I envy that big time. That's huge. <laughs> I, uh, Zach Parks with Wired Customs, we had him on, and he was like, well, bring that 54 up here. We'll get to chopping. I'm like, I got to get the 32 done first, and then we can start cutting on that one. But Oh, yeah. Uh, I think, yeah, next weekend we're going, we're flying up to Indianapolis, and uh, Voodoo Larry is doing a chop class. And oh, nice. I've tried to figure out a way that I can <laughs> squirm my way <laughs> over there. That's awesome. That would be just, even just to go uh, just, meet him and say hey, because oh, he yeah, listens. That'd be great. 
he listens to the podcast. So, oh, nice. Um, but yeah, <laughs> so that would be cool. And yeah. I mean, there's there's guys out there, like you said, that are doing amazing. You know, wouldn't even stuff that you don't even think about if you don't do it every day. And right, some of the chops and you know, oh, well, if you just move this to here. You know, just cut this and move it a little bit. Oh, that lines up now. All of a sudden, you know, stuff that oh, I yeah. looking at cars that are chopped. I'm I'm just blown. well, even you know, sectioned cars and like oh, I cut six inches out of the doors. I'm like, what? Like, how did that even? How did that even work? But uh, yeah, some of the especially the old old school guys, you know. Stuff that Winfield built, the uncertainty, you know, those cars. Like, how did you, how how does that even come out of your head? Oh yeah, well the uncertainty that was that was wasn't that like a kid's drawing or something? Yeah, mm-hmm. it was his buddy. It was one of those. It was his buddy dragged, drew it on a napkin and was like, "Yeah, you can't build this." And he was like, "Okay," and but. then built it <laughs> and then vanished. <laughs> That, uh, that actually, I don't know if you've seen that on Instagram, but the frame cracked on that car going to the Detroit that. Autorama, and they had to repair yeah. it. It broke into two pieces I mean, in the car trailer. Oh, gee. It's, it's, uh, the unfortunate reality is it, that's not a totally uncommon thing for a custom or, or no. something of that era. Mm. They, things were, you know, pon- people using conduit to, to <laughs> you know, in every which way it's the work now that people are doing now is no nothing compared to what meaning the work they were doing back then is nothing to what they're doing now now (laughs) the the chops and everything uh like tom Tom flop uh up here in pa he 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 chops um a lot of mainly like uh model a's and 32s and stuff like that and his chops are unbelievable um and his his level of craftsmanship is like just through the roof. And um, when you go and look at you know sixties, fifties, and sixties customs and stuff like that, you know, at the end of the day, it looks okay. But you know, if you roll that thing, <laughs> little sketch. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. So, but that's the way it was. It's you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, and they were they were it was serving a purpose. I mean they they didn't have a whole lot of money, and they were building it like they didn't have a whole lot of money. I mean. Yep. Worked with right. what they got, you know. Yeah, and they're still, you know, I'm, I'm not, uh, I'm house house broke and car broke, so you know. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know what you mean. But fortunately, you know, we get to go out and play with cars. Uh, my the tow yeah. rig's actually under the carport right now, getting steering put on it. And last night, I would have threw a wrench at it and gave it to somebody for free because I was struggling. <laughs> Oh, I hear you. I've been there way too many times. <laughs> well, I had uh, the pitman arm for the drag link, where the drag link ball joint goes into the pitman arm. I beat on it. I forked it. I heated it up a little bit to try to loosen it up. Two different pushers. Nothing was... Ended up we got it off tonight, but I thought I was going to blow my back out trying to... It just, it was not, and it fought all the way to the nut. Like, mm-hmm. I, I was like, this, this is, 
but hey, I got it. So now it's going back together. So we're yeah, we're on the positive side now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. It's just like I posted. I think I posted a video the other day on on Facebook, and it was you know, uh, you're in the garage and you're cussing and screaming i hate this thing and i'm never gonna do this ever again and then you shut the garage door you go inside and you come back out the next night and do it again you know it's yeah <laughs> it's the unfortunate reality is we're yeah. stuck in this there's no there's no way out it's an obsession mm-hmm. yeah i mean there's worse things to be obsessed with <laughs> that <Yeah>. is true <laughs> so you'd mentioned your wife is your wife into car is deep into cars or you know she just likes riding uh, in them or she 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 tolerates them. I'll give you that. Uh, no, she's 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 unbelievable, man. She um, she's really into old cars, music. Um, one of the uh, overall goals of the of the roadster pickup that I'm that I'm building the uh, T burn uh, is if I if eventually go to sell it, I'm hoping to buy a 53 Ford and do like a mild, mild custom. And the reason I mentioned that is, um, one of my like bucket list things is, um, for Christmas, we go to my wife's, um, parents' house in New Jersey Mm -hmm. and it's about like an hour and a half drive or so. And, uh, we always listen to like forties, uh, Christmas music on the way up. And when you're on the road on Christmas day, there's like nobody around. So I thought it would be the greatest if we had a 53 Ford, listening to 40s Christmas music on Christmas Day, driving mm-hmm. up to New Jersey. I thought that'd be the greatest thing. That'd be awesome. So maybe, hopefully, maybe that'll kind of poke her a little bit to getting into hot rod stuff. I don't know. I'm hoping. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, that would be her car to drive, so. Mm. That'd be cool. Yeah, I mean, I'm fortunate. She, Ashley wasn't into cars when we first met. She was interested, but never really had the opportunity. And... um so when we got together, I was like, hey, this is a wrench. <laughs> Go loosen that. <laughs> and, you know, it kind of told her like, hey, like, this is my therapy. I'm in the shop. So if you want to spend time with me, it's probably going to be in a shop. So you can either sit over there and enjoy me cussing and screaming and <laughs> and working on shit, or you can grab a wrench and be under the car screaming and cussing and bleeding on our cars together. So now that's what I do. And I'm <laughs> today I'm sitting at home because I work from home now and there's a window right next to my desk that points directly out to our front yard where our carport is, where our tow rig is right now apart. And I'm sitting there like not doing anything at work. And I'm just like, um, would they notice if I just left like if I just came in and moved the mouse every once in a while, <laughs> just went out there and did something just to help the process. Like I feel like I'm starting to get—I don't know what I'm doing still, <laughs> but I'm getting that bug. Like I—I I see the obsession, and I see the therapy that it. Like you had a bad day at work. Well, here's a hammer. Go bang on that until it comes loose. Okay. <laughs> oh yeah. I see There's it. There's definitely something therapeutic about uh, demoing. Big time. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, she um, she does. She gets involved in, in some in some aspects of mm-hmm. it, um, but mainly, I would say, um, motivation wise, uh, if, awesome. if something's not going right, she can tell. You know, if I'm if I'm 
you know, getting in, in a rough, in a rough spot or something. Mm-hmm. And, um, she knows, she knows to, you know, either give me space or the opposite. And, and, you know, at the end of the day, you know, as long as she's happy, that's, that's, that's all I can ask for, you know, that's and awesome. just the, the support from her, especially with everything I've been through health wise, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. it's just, it's, it's crazy. I, I wouldn't want to be with anybody else. So. That's awesome. Yeah. We're lucky. Oh yeah, big time, dude. <laughs> uh, and I'm I'm not to speak for your wife, but I'm going to for a moment here. But we're also lucky, you know. I mean, just throwing that out there. There's worse places we could be. You yeah. know, we'd be on street corner. <laughs> so, yeah. You know, at least at least they know where being... to find us. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> and being mechanically inclined in general. You know, you always, you always have, it's kind of like job security. So in a way, mm-hmm. you know, if, um, especially when I, like I said, I started in, in the mechanical field, in the automotive world. Um, but I adapted it kind of into an industrial, um, field. Um, you know, I could always go back, mm-hmm. you know, there, there, there's, it's, it's, there's so many different facets of, of, um, mechanical jobs like that oh yeah that um you know you can learn how to weld on you know building little things you know hot rod stuff in the in the in the shop and then you can go apply for a job somewhere and you can mm-hmm. be doing awnings for a couple of years and get proficient proficient in that and then go into you know doing you know pump systems or whatever yep. so it's it's one of those hobbies that could really develop into a lifestyle, not necessarily in the hot rod world, but, but mechanically for sure. Mm-hmm. Or you could, you know, start a podcast and talk to strangers on the internet. <laughs> That's true, yeah. So, uh, uh, this is great, man. I, I appreciate you guys, uh, let me on. No. Well, I mean, the, you are, I mean, you're the people we like to talk to. I mean, it's mm-hmm. like, Yes, I, we've had a couple people on that had, you know, big followings or, you know, ch- YouTube channels or stuff like that. But the small guys like us, I mean, I don't have a shop. I'm working out of a 20 by 15 enclosed section of a carport and then a 20 by 20 carport because that's all we could fit on the property. <laughs> I tried to fit more, <laughs> but it just, we ended up, we landed here, um, and we're just doing what we can do with what we have. And I'm going to build cool shit out of a carport. So, you know, and that's what it's all There's about no, is it, getting out and driving it, enjoying it. Um, You know, I love seeing, uh, I mean, we basically started this because I grew up here. I know there's cool cars here, but for some reason they're just, they're tucked away or they're, or you don't see them that much. So I'm like, well, let, let's do this. And we, we have a cruise coming up on the 17th and we're going to try to get some of them cars to shake loose and come out and enjoy their cars. Cause looking at them in your garage is cool, but driving them is way cooler. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, um, I'm sure, I'm sure you, you remember, um, K and G speed shop. Mm-hmm. on Westchester Pike they oh, had you. uh they oh. would have a cruise do you, you remember that shop on uh I'm gonna be it honest. was uh Nick Nicholas Smith was up front it was the it was the um the train store 
behind it was KNG Speed Shop that originally started in in Havertown, okay. um, and it was in and then it um, they uh, put a shop in in Broomall, but they had a cruise in every uh, was it last Friday mm. of every month in the summertime, and it it was it would be at least forty cars, mm-hmm. you know, every time, and uh, they just recently closed uh, like two years ago, maybe three years ago. And they were a huge speed shop back in like the 50s and 60s. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, unfortunately now, since since KNG you know went away, um, cruise ins are at least in the the super local stuff is kind of few and far between. Um, a lot of the cars that I used to see there, I just see you know once in a blue moon just driving down the road. Mm-hmm. Um, so now it's 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 unfortunate, but we got to kind of drive a little bit to to make it to cruisins now, and you know it's just it's strange. It's it's not what it was. There was a lot more shows, a lot more cruisins, you know, uh, maybe five six years ago, and uh, like I said, now it's kind of I don't know. It's 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 strange. I mean, I, I try to drive my car as much as possible, mm-hmm. and then and, and go to different events. Um, but usually the main event, the main place that we go to are a good hour and a half, two hour drive, um, you know, highway white knuckling on the, on the turnpike. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I, I value a, a cruise in. So, well, and that's, and it's you know, a shame. And yeah. even you, you know, you coming on, not saying that we have a, a, a bunch of listeners that are going to be in your area, but you know, this also, if we can get people started everywhere, you know, like to know you're around, you know, if someone has a question, you know, it's just growing the car community, whether we can help put somebody together with something. Cause the 32, the model A's and stuff like that, I know enough to get me in trouble. So, you know, like the steering on dad's truck, I've, I think it's close, but I had uh gaster garage reach back out again. Shout out to him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, send me pictures and he could take a look at it and see, you know, he gave me a caster setting. He's like, check this. And, you know, certain things like that, that, you know, I don't know about or might not have thought of, you know, if w- this is a community, we want to be able to, to be able to spring ideas and, everyone across the country or other countries can help that, you know, we're all doing the same thing. We all have the same goal of driving cool stuff. So if we can help people, if we can facilitate getting people out, let's do it. I want to see your car anyway. So. Oh yeah, definitely. But I think, um, it, it more, more recently, I think, um, a lot of references have been lost, uh, uh, mainly on the internet. When I when I first started getting in the to the hot rod stuff, like like early two thousands to, to mid two thousands, uh, the ham was huge. It was, mm-hmm. it was it was such a great reference of literally any aspect of building a hot rod or you know traditionally traditional hot rod mainly. Um, but uh, now it's kind of been kind of crowded with like advertisements and and it's i don't know maybe maybe it's just me 
but it seems like every time I, I find uh, a, a link that that could potentially answer my question, I'm getting answers from you know ten, twelve years ago. Right. But it's but it's so crowded with 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 junk. It's like I really wish that there were there was another, and maybe there is, and I just don't know about it. But I, I wish there was another another place of reference. Like if if let's say I'm I'm just building like a like a tea bucket or something like that. And I need to set up the rear axle pinion angle, this, that, and the other thing. If there was a reference where I could just do a quick search and say pinion angle on kit car, blah, blah, blah. And I don't have to rifle through 400 Google searches that send me every which way. Mm -hmm. I think that would be really beneficial, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. and and to me, the, the only thing I, the only thing saving grace that I have is that when I go through Instagram and I see something that someone posts, that's, that could be really useful. I save it. Mm-hmm. on on my save things but my save is like insane <laughs> so now i need to reference that mm-hmm. i need right. to go back and say okay you know i, I could have swore i saved something about you know shrink and steel down so i can go x and then i gotta go through mm-hmm. i was like i swore i saved it somewhere and it's gone <laughs> so it's like uh, it, that's one one thing that i wish would kind of get cleaned up i think if the ham got cleaned up a little bit mm-hmm. um and uh, I, I talk like I know I don't know anything about running forums. Believe me, I'm sure it's very difficult. But it would be that would be a, a huge to bring that back would be huge, mm-hmm. you know. For especially you know newer guys getting into it, it's very daunting. It's it's very easy to get um, uh, you know sidetracked and and you know it's easy to give up. I've 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 almost given up multiple times. But luckily, I've I've networked enough, you know, I've become mm-hmm. friends with people that are kind of the voice of reason and calm me down and say, dude, it's just steering. Relax. It's not that big a deal. <laughs> just just do this X, Y, and Z and you'll be fine. And then I kind of clear my head and do it. I'm like, you know, why was I freaking out? I don't know what, was, what yeah. the problem was. Almost lost but, my head. Yeah. Uh, I said that in a pod, another podcast and I said something about, you know, like you're out there and you're you got a wrench in the drywall and you're cussing and screaming and then it falls in something through drywall i'm in trouble (laughs) (laughs) and it thought you know it falls into place and you're like almost lost it there for a minute and it's like no you did there's proof in the drywall (laughs) (laughs) but you know and that's another thing like we i see articles or old pictures and it's three or four guys in a garage working on something and that's what we preach is you know if you can get two or three good guys. They don't have to be super knowledgeable about everything. You're going to have one guy that's really, really good at figuring out how to make a suspension work. You're going to have one guy that's really, really good at beating metal and and making it sort of straight. You're going to have one guy that's good at this. And then usually you're going to have one nerdy guy that will go through the ham and find what you need to find if you if y'all can't put your heads together and figure it out you know and right. it's lost and i don't in the age that we're in with all of the technology and we all have google in our hands we all have phone like you don't have to go home to call somebody like you just dial the number if you're thinking about it there's a a loss of communication like there's yeah. not a lot of guys hanging out in garages building cool cars anymore. So, 
I'd like to change that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, one, one thing I learned, uh, during my, you know, uh, quest to be in the, in the, in the, where I'm working now is, uh, one particular place we worked in, uh, there was a laboratory. It was a battery, battery plant. And, uh, the guys in the lab were geniuses. They were unbelievable people and they were putting things together and they would, they would come to a, to a, to a, to a point where they they're like, how do we, how do we accomplish this? I don't really know, you know, if we add this compound or with this, that, and the other thing until they brought someone that had absolutely no idea what they were doing. Mm-hmm. They brought that person in to look at it from the outside and, and they, and they come up with this simple solution that, that they never even thought about. Mm-hmm. And they said, wow, just, just bringing that person, getting another set of eyes on this mm-hmm. from, you know, from a lesser, it's, it's, a, it's a hard thing to say, but lesser educated thing, way, you know, it's, it, it's like when, when I get my dad involved in, in the shop, like he, he loves being involved and a lot of times he says, you know, I, I don't really, I feel like I don't apply much. I feel like, you know, I don't know that much. I'm like, dad, you're doing way more than you can even imagine. Just looking at this and saying, you know, Rye, that looks a little off center. And I'll be doing something. If I if I if he didn't say that, because of his perspective, I could have welded something in, and I could I could have to do three days of work backwards mm-hmm. to fix something that I was just too ignorant to to to, to pay attention to. Mm-hmm. But because he has a different viewpoint, mm-hmm. a different perspective, yep. that just saved me a ton of work. Mm-hmm. And and it's that that group mentality, the the set the multiple set of eyes on a, on a project is everything. Mm-hmm. We were just talking and, about you that. Know. You know, everybody can, you can learn something from everybody. You know, uh, I always use the example of you hook a trailer up and you're running back there and none of the lights are working and da 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 da. And some little kid with his Tonka truck playing goes, well, maybe if you plug the lights in, they'd work, you know? <laughs> you know, but right. you get so caught up, especially when you're on a rhythm. You know, if you're working on something and you got a flow going, well, you miss that one measurement that, oh, it should still be where it was at. Well, no, you yacked over here and it pulled that measurement. Well, now you're now your shit's crooked. So like you said, you know, but somebody standing on the other side of the car seen it move or, hey, that doesn't look quite right. And then you all stand back and laugh and go, well, yeah, I'm glad I didn't weld that, you know, that. You can learn something from everybody. Even, you know, Ashley has said the silly ideas. You know, I'll be trying, I'll be beating my head against the wall trying to do something. She'll walk up and go, hey, why don't we do this? And I can either explain to her like. from broken to fixed. (laughs) You know, like I, I can either explain it to her like, okay, well, this is, I thought of that and I, we can't do it that way. Or, oh, duh, let, let's try it that way. And it might not be the solution, but it may be the solution to get to a port where my plan will work. Or maybe we need to brainstorm again and come up with that other silly idea to get it the rest of the way in. You know, the, yeah. So you can learn something from everybody, and everybody has uh, has value. I know, uh, which we're getting ready to go to another one, but the gathering where the guy I bought the 32 from, very, very knowledgeable. He's building a trog roadster now. 
and um you know we went to his house and they're talk they got to talking model a's and i'm just standing there like deer in the headlights and they're like well why isn't this working and i'm like i have no idea well this is the wood kit for this car like why is it the bolts not lining up on the frame and i don't know how old the uh, the kid is but guy on the other side of the shop young younger guy our generation he goes oh that's a whatever frame and that's a so-and-so body he goes it ain't gonna fit and i'm like from across the room like and i'm staring at it like a model a is a model a isn't it no he said you see that frame it's got a hole here and there and i'm like yeah he goes that's the frame you need well so take that frame down move everything from this frame to that frame and now move the body over all of a sudden it fits like it's because i i'll be the first one to admit i got no idea like you were talking about a bit foreshadowing (laughs) you know you were fours are a pain in the ass (laughs) like you were talking about uh the ashburns and the this is and the that's and that a model a is a model a but it's not but to somebody that doesn't deal with them you know i can't uh there was somebody the other day said something and i was like oh yeah and i had to go google a picture of both cars side by side to see the difference because staring at it i was like no that's there's no different them you know like there's not a there's but this person deals in this car and goes oh that's a like the slight differences between you know oh it's a 28 29 or a 30 31 it take me all day to figure that out but some guys from across the country could be like oh no that's a from a picture of the car in the back of a garage you know, you see it all the time. Somebody will post something. Matter of fact, that's how my 32 got introduced to the internet. I posted a picture of the 54 and the 32 was just chilling in the background. And the guy's like, what's that 32 truck back there? I'm like, what? <laughs> but, yeah. The 32s are always going to stick out. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I mean, Ford, especially, you know, the early days, the bodies and everything like that can definitely make you make you crazy <laughs> but when you start getting into like the lifespan of the flathead that's enough to drive you insane yes because the ins and outs of it, it's amazing when when you start getting into them though because it's it's you can see it's almost like reverse engineering in your head when you're used to like for instance just just as an example um just simple uh ignition on a like small block ford small block chevy you know, you're used to the same uh, distributor, the way it looks, the way it, the way it forms, the way it operates. And you see the way that the flathead is kind of the same, but different in, in, in very quirky ways. And the only way you can ever learn that is if you, you got to take it apart, you got to have a book in your hand and you got to kind of mm-hmm. piecemeal together and say, this is why this is here. This is what this is made out of. And it's, it's difficult. It takes so much time. And then the bodies are something else because there's, there's people out there that are extremely knowledgeable in, in model a bodies 
And um, for instance, my the the coupe that I have, the the first car that I built, um, I, I I said I I got the body from Colorado. It was a sport coupe that which so it had a, like a canvas and wood um, top and and back, uh, but full you know coupe sized coupe you know oriented doors and and windshield frame. Uh, but somebody along the line or somebody, somebody along a um, long time ago put uh, opera windows in and the, the correct sheet metal to uh, make it a standard coupe. But I, I bought it and it was kind of crooked and stuff. So I was doing a little bit of body work here and there. But it, to me, it was just, you know, a model coupe. Well, a, f- a friend of a friend saw the body. And he's like losing his mind. He's like freaking out about this body. I'm like, what's going on? Why? He's like so excited. He's like, look at this, look at that. <laughs> I'm like, what? What's the big deal about this? He's like, you got a sport coupe, okay? With one opera window is from a 28. One opera window is from a 29 with a different roof. The rear window is from a from a uh, two door sedan that someone <laughs> like pie cut the living daylights out of to make work. The top like. Um, panels above the doors are like old like factory replacements like the car's all over the place and like the trunk (laughs) lid was wrong it was from like a 31 i'm like what is going on here but i'm like just listening to him and i'm like taking it all in and i'm like oh man i'm i'm in i'm in trouble this Mm. thing is such a because i thought it was like oh rust free it's beautiful but it's all over the place (laughs) it's a frankenstein like like nobody's business um but you know we, we ended up making it work okay but uh Holy cow! This he was like, oh, this is a this is a, this is from a Murray body, and this is from that. And I was like, oh boy, I'm I'm in for it, man. But um, at the end of the day, if it if it meets the aesthetic, looks like a Model A from I'm I'm a fan of thirty feet away. Mm-hmm. You know, that that's all that matters. Thirty thirty. It's gonna be going, yeah. It's gonna be going fifty miles an hour down the road, anyhow. So yeah. you only have so much time to look at it. Yeah, that's- I'm lucky if it goes fifty miles an hour. <laughs> I was gonna say it's if it's flathead powered, you're you're running it there at fifty. Uh, yeah, that's why this one. <laughs> oh, that's uh, wide block. Wide block, but yeah, but still, it's not not much not much better. That was I really I when I got the thirty two, I was like I really want to put a flathead in it just because it would you know it would fit that. And oh yeah, the more I got into it, I'm like, there's not a lot of room in here to run a three speed. So I was like, all right, if I'm going to put an automatic in it, I know it's sacrilegious, but I could run like a low car shifter and make it look like it has a three speed in it, but not have to try to figure out how to shift in a cab that is going to be hard for me and her to fit in with nothing in it. So I was like, all right, I think it's a 59 AB. They make an adapter where you can run a turbo 350. Yeah. I believe. Like an Offenhauser or something like that. Yeah. So I was like, all right, I'll do that. And then I went on a wormhole of like, okay, well, why? Why is it only that one that can adapt to it? And then I went and I did, did, did and um, Ryan is actually the guy that I bought the 32 from. I was talking to him and I needed uh, backing plates because it's got uh, 40, 40, 44 front brakes. So I needed backing plates. And I was like, well, since you know what I'm looking for, like, source me some backing plates because I have no idea. And he's like, all right, I got them. So I was talking to him, and I'm like, yeah, man, I think, I think I'm going to put a flathead in it. And he's like, that's the most money you'll ever spend to go slow. Yep. 
And I went, <laughs> yeah, I realized that. He's like, well, do you have any, he's like, do you have any experience with flatheads? And I was like, nope. And he's like, okay, so it's going to be a lot of money because you're going to have to pay somebody. And I was like, no, like, I think I can figure it out. Like, I'm pretty. He goes, no. And I was like, I think I can figure it out. And he's like, I'm telling you, coming from somebody that just built a flathead with somebody that knows how to build flatheads, no. He goes, it is completely opposite. He goes, do you know small block Chevrolet? And I went, yeah. He goes, put a small block in it. He goes, because if you know small blocks, you have no clue about a flathead. He's like, it's the complete opposite, and you have to make your mind work in reverse. And I went, you know what? A small block sounds like a great idea. (laughs) (laughs) In my my opinion is flatheads are incredible engines. They look – I mean, they're Briggs and Stratton engines with eight cylinders. Yeah. I mean, they're they're amazing, simplistic – it's really an incredible solution for a for a cheap V8 of that of that time period, um, but there were so many issues that they that they had right right from the factory, and they only got worse with time with the terrible oil that they were using compared to today's oil, and um, you know uh, we have better coolant now and everything like that. So we're not only dealing if you were to do a flathead today, you're not only dealing with the with the flaws right out from the factory, but 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 hard use for a long time mm-hmm. and then sitting in God knows what for even longer. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the biggest hurdle for me. Uh, again, this is just my opinion, but um, I, the only thing I could ever afford flathead wise would just be pretty much stock. Just, you know, it's there for the cool factor and, and, you know, maybe throw a cam in it for a little lumpy fun, mm-hmm. but that's, that's really it. Um, if you're looking for like a like to cruise and the, and to keep up with traffic and and you know there's there's no value better than a small block. It's just that's just you know a, a good a good way to put it is a set of rings for a set of, let's say a set of rings and bearings for a flathead can run you like six hundred bucks. A set of rings and and bearings for a small block can be like you're you're struggling to maybe spend one hundred fifty. Yeah. So. It's just, it's a cool factor. I think flatheads are incredible. Oh, it definitely. Engines, it's a definitely but. a beautiful motor. And I mean, Ed, yeah. his Trog build has a flathead in it, and it's all redone and beautiful and everything like that. But when we set the body on the frame, the fuel pump was in the way. This was in the way. I'm like, so all that fancy lines that y'all ran, now you have to rebend them because now they don't fit, and you have to adjust this over here and... Because it was built, the motor was built somewhere, the body was put together over here, and then when they all mated together, they were not happy with each other, and it's like, you know, and it's a beautiful, and it, and the motor sounds great, like he, it, it is very, very well built, and probably after I get the 32 done, I'll probably, because there's a guy down here that sells cheap flatheads and yeah (laughs) i'll probably get one just to experiment not to ever like i was telling my buddy that was on the first podcast with us he's a young guy that he doesn't have a whole lot of experience and he's like i want to do something and he wants to put an ls in it which is fine as long as it has a hood and sides on it and you can't see it (laughs) go for it you know that was that was what he wanted and he's like i just don't know you like i can't 
he's like, I don't know what, what to do. And I'm like, you want an LS motor, right? And he's like, yeah. I said, buy one. He goes, for what? And I go, buy one. At that time, I didn't have a motor. I was like, borrow my engine stand, put it on the engine stand, take it apart, put it back together. I go, buy one not running. I said, that way, when you put it back together, if it doesn't run, you didn't improve it or break it. If it does run, well, guess what? You did it right. You made it better. If it runs like crap, well, it didn't run in the beginning. So you're making progress to get it to run correctly. So, you know, take it apart. Don't go out and spend four or five grand on something and then take it apart. Go buy one that's got a piston hanging out the side of it and take it apart and see how it works. Like, right. You know, there's a value in learning cheaply that way. I mean, that that was exactly when, when, I wanted to get in the, I, I, I did the Y block for the coupe and I, I, that was a learning process, but I wanted a flathead in that car originally, but I went ahead with the Y block. But then right, right before we, we moved into the house, I, I picked up a 59 a for like a hundred bucks and I, it was stuck and it was, yeah. you know, in the bottom of the ocean for 30 years, you know, it was, it was a, a, a nightmare, but I didn't buy it for the sake of, you know, Storing it and this and everything, I bought it to meticulously take it apart and take it all in. Mm-hmm. You know the way that the bearings look, the way that the rods look, you know everything. You know how much you know if I run air through the uh, through the water jackets, how much you know I'm still getting factory sand from the original casting. If I do that, I mean there's things like that that you learn from just taking things apart. And then I, what did I spend a hundred dollars? Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, and to me that was that was really valuable information. And the only way you can learn really is you can always learn so much from an article and a picture. If you have yeah. something in your hand, mm-hmm. that's, that's, you know, night and day. Oh yes. Definitely. <laughs> so you had mentioned in the live, but Instagram is funny and deletes the live as soon as they end. So oh. <laughs> is there any shows or events that you go, that you try to make every year? Yeah. Um, I try to go to Trog. But that was that's been kind of a mess right now. It's just supposed to be going on this year, um, so I'll try to make it to that. Uh, Jalopy Showdown. Well, it's called it used to be called Jalopy Showdown. Now it's called the EMMR Hot Rod Annual. That's held in um, at Lincoln Speedway in a- Abbottstown. I think it's called, and that's a circle track uh, meant for like outlaw um, sprint cars. But we run, uh, you know, open wheel roadsters, uh, speedsters. Uh, hot rod coops um and then they have a car show kind of around the perimeter and swap meet and the whole thing that is like my all-time favorite uh car show that i that i go to i run the coop in there uh on the circle track um i may not run the car this year because i because when you do run a car you kind of miss out on the show because you're in the infield mm-hmm. so i may just kind of watch from the from the sidelines this year and and take pictures and this and that um, that's an excellent show. Um, and then I do two other events. Um, mo- uh, both are held in Allentown. Uh, there was a circle track that was there, um, many, many years ago that is still there. So it's, it's fairgrounds now. Um, but, uh, this, uh, friend of mine, EJ, EJ Kowalski, he runs, uh, he's part of the EMMR, uh, museum. He runs a, uh, like an eighth mile drags, uh, on the original, um, gravel 
that was that was that track in the fairgrounds um which is a fun event it's just you know kind of run what you brung kind of thing there's mm-hmm. flatheads there's overhead early overhead valve stuff uh tons of motorcycles it's kind of like a mini trog so to speak okay but like super laid back like just just so much fun we you know we bring a tent we cook hot dogs and it's just like the best thing ever um so they do that twice a year and i I think there's there's dates for that unfortunately i don't have the dates on hand i should have been prepared (laughs) but uh but if you look up emmr um but it's both the uh, you know eastern museum of motor racing uh or um the jalapa showdown you can you can get some information from that too uh, but those events are huge. Um, I try to make those every year. Uh, other than that, um, York, York is a big show. Uh, it's a little expensive to bring a car there. So I tend to just kind of hang out, mm-hmm. uh, gasket goons. Uh, it's a, a local club, um, that we're familiar with. Um, they're having two shows this year. They used to have a show at the end of the season. um, uh, I think it's just the gasket goon show i think that's what they call it but there's a spring show that they're coming out with now um again no dates no mm-hmm. locations I'm terrible <laughs> at this. Good. Uh, but uh th- those are my favorite places to 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 hang out and um but to be honest i've been so occupied with the projects it's it, they mm-hmm. kind of you know before i know someone sends me pictures oh i went to the show i'm like what and then i was like oh yeah i was knee deep in in chassis work for the past 48 hours Mm -hmm. so So. the emmr hot rod annual will be may 11th oh there you go (laughs) i can't believe that's an allen so when i lived up there i had no recollection of anything car related whatsoever so to hear that allentown which is like spitting distance (laughs) essentially i i can't believe that well now we have place if we're around there during yeah. that time, we have places to go right down the street from my If you ever end up down here for Thanksgiving, reach out. We have Turkey Rod Run. It's a four-day show. I appreciate that. At the Daytona Speedway. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> we will have a... I don't know. I think that would be the furthest south I've ever been. I think the furthest south I've ever been was Virginia. So. Oh, my Lanta. <laughs> well, you're about halfway here then. I mean, the barbecue is <laughs> amazing. So that, that, that's... Yeah. If it gets better the further south I go, then, then I'll, I'll make a trip. All right, yeah, cool. Yeah, it does. <laughs> the car, I mean, it. The it's at the Daytona Speedway, so it's a huge, like, uh, we typically do the car show one day, the car corral the next, and then the swap meet because mm-hmm. it takes all day to walk the swap meet. Matter of fact, I bought a little mobility scooter last year because i was like we walked 16 miles the first day we were there and barely yeah. saw a quarter and of it yeah. <laughs> that's a car car laws like that i'm sure you're familiar yes mm-hmm. that we're gonna make that one eventually too yes um with they bring the auction down here but they don't bring the swap meet so yeah mm. um so is there any shows that you haven't made it to that you would like to make it to Anything in California, period. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, I'd, I'd love to do Grand, Grand National Roadster Show. is mm-hmm. is incredible. Mm-hmm. I, I really wish I could I could make it out there one day. Um, Austin, Texas. I'd love to go Lone Star, Lone Star Roundup. That would be something else. Um, there was a there was a 
hill climb in like the Midwest somewhere. I don't remember what it was called. Um, I'm a big, uh, like I'm really into, um, I don't know if you are you familiar with a uh, mad fabricator society. Um, it's a, a guy who, um, he films and, and he used to put out DVDs and now he does mostly like YouTube stuff. Um, he follows a, a lot of that, um, that side of the country's, uh, um, hot rod scene. And I love the way that he documents it because it, it brings me right back to like, like I said, growing up like skateboarding, hot rod or, you know, punk rock, yeah. stuff like that. He kind of films in like, like, like skate movies. Okay. So it's like, it's, it's, it's edited in, in a way that just makes sense to me in my brain. <laughs> so when you mix that with hot rods, it's like the best thing ever. Mm-hmm. So, uh, he documents a lot of stuff that goes on out there. So if you look up like on YouTube, um, Mad Fabricator Society, you'll see a, a ton of stuff that he covers. Um, and anything that he goes to, I'd love to see. <laughs> it's really incredible stuff out there. Yeah, we, uh, we're going to venture to Texas in September for the Dragon Destroy Showdown. Um, it's put on by Hometown Hot Rodder, another podcast out there that helped us. So shout out to them again because yeah. they have helped us grow um, for my birthday. Uh, we're going out there. It's more more mini truck than hot rods. But, uh, you know, their podcast is called Hometown Hot Rodder. So they have a lot of hot rod listeners. So we've kind of got together with some of the people that have come to our side and was like, Hey, let's go bomb their mini truck show with our hot rods. So <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that. So. Which I mean, mini I trucks. I showed, are cool up too. To a, <laughs> I showed up to a Volkswagen show once in a hot rod. That was interesting. <laughs> it's hey, crazy so- though. They're, they're, they, they embraced. I mean, I, oh, yeah. I was shocked. You know, well, I went to a, uh, a local uh, Delaware County community college down over here. Uh, they had, uh, it was a cars and coffee, never been to a cars and coffee in my life. And a friend of mine had, um, he's got a 31 model. A. He said, Hey, there's a cars and coffee down the street from your house. Do you want to, you, you want to go? I'm like, it's a beautiful day. I'm like, yeah, sure. Why not? I'm thinking this is going to suck, right? It's going to be like guys doing burnouts and you know, whatever else I go over there. The most amazing cars I've ever seen stuff like a Koenigsegg was there. Like that's insane. Like I'm parked, my crappy little Model A with the doors that barely shut is parked next to a Koenigsegg that's worth more than three of my houses. Like I, I, it was unbelievable. And then there was like really like BMWs, Volkswagens, and everybody was like really, really nice. Like it, it, I was like really like, like it, like you said, a deer in headlights. I'm like, I'm going to be like, this is going to be terrible. It was the best thing ever. So like, <laughs> I I really it, that kind of opened me up to be like you know I really should just embrace like all of it, yeah. Mm-hmm. And just you know if I see, you know, a show full of full of, you know, uh, like I said Volkswagens, why not? Just check it out. Yeah. You know, you may learn something. You may see something. Be like, you know, I never thought I could do something like that. Oh, well, there's some badass rods being created out of bugs right now. So mm-hmm. the Volksrod oh, yeah. movement that was Volksrods, yeah. But yeah, we uh we <laughs> we we have a little re- or it's not little, but we have a one of the largest retirement communities in the country, like thirty minutes from here, and we got kicked out of their cars and coffee and my diesel. So, oh jeez. But 
we pulled up and it it's all village people like it's it's the villages um (laughs) it's all like them so it's like okay cool and uh there was like one street rod and like the rest was like your brand new corvettes and your porsches and your this which whatever like cool your new balances yes and your 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 yeah and like i parked off to the side because um the i didn't have the 50 oh the 54 was still so low that we couldn't ride in it together so i had to lift that car four inches for us to be able to ride in it together And we um, still scrape. <laughs> and we still scrape every once in a while, but uh, that's part of it. But So I, like, parked off to the side, and they're, like, looking down their noses, and I'm like, okay, well, I have a 7-inch exhaust tip, and it's going to be on your side when I leave here. So let's put your noses down a little bit. So when we were leaving There's always going to be that, yeah. you know, unfortunately. But, well, yeah. we had two things going for us. One, we pull up in a big jacked-up truck. And then we climb out of that truck, and we are the youngest people there by 30 years. Yeah. <laughs> so we stuck out like a sore thumb as it was, but. The one was... guy with the street rod, he was cool, because mm-hmm. when we first walked up, he was, like, a little, like, hesitant, because, you know, we, what do we know about street rods? You know, what do we know about classic cars? And I'm asking questions, and, oh, you did this, and, oh, and it, like dawned on him like oh wait i'm not talking to a kid that has no clue like oh you put a vega box on there that's cool oh oh it's got a oh so okay yeah yeah yeah. like it so it he kind of come around but the rest of them was like we didn't really fit in so i was like all right the next one we're taking the 54 i'll leave some rust puddles for them you know (laughs) stain up their ground but yeah, we uh yeah, unfortunately I feel like that's that's the same in uh a lot of the car communities in general is there's always going to be uh especially, you know, um it, 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 I some could say in the hot rod world there is a lot of uh guys that kind of not necessarily it's not that they they are passing judgment just based on on looks or whatever. It's almost like they just they just can't embrace the fact that people can learn this kind of stuff and people could potentially be interested in it. And it's almost like gatekeeping in a way. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's, that's the, that's the tough part is, you know, we, we kind of just have to eh, shrug it off and, and then then there's the opposite. I mean, I've, you know, like you said, you've networked enough and, you know, the people, you know, Ryan, the guy that I bought my 32 from a wealth of knowledge, uh, He's probably what mid forties, early forties. Sure. You know, he's he's a little older than us. But you know, there was guys that you know, he does a little gathering at his house. And uh, you know, there was guys that were our age all the way up to Ashley posted a picture and this guy's probably I would being nice, I would give him 85, <laughs> but he walked in and, you know, we were the new people of the group. No one had seen our car. So like, Oh, who's 54? Uh, mine. And we're out there talking about how I was doing this and, you know, and accepted us in great and share knowledge. Uh, you know, they comment on stuff. Like if I'm having a problem and I post it, 
because I still, you know, I, that's mainly what I used social media for. And then obviously with the podcast, we have to use it to, you know, try to stay a little bit on top of things, but you know, you post a picture or a, a question and you get a whole bunch of people. So there's, there's people out there that want to help. And that's what we're trying to do is put people together that want to help with people that want to learn because I, I'll be the first one to admit, I don't know everything. <laughs> and yeah. there's certain things that I do know that I know they work for me. <laughs> I, they might not be the right way, but I know you can accomplish it by doing it that way. And right. that's, that, that was kind of our goal in this is just to get, connect those people. Cause like you were saying earlier, swap meets and car shows and all of that have changed to more of a standoffish, unapproachable type. You know, you, I remember being that little kid with a hot wheel and wanting to learn, you know, mm-hmm. and maybe not, you know, if you got a, an Amber or a Riddler winter car, you know, maybe don't put a kid in the car in the front seat of that with their greasy hands. But, you know, if you got a car like what we're building, you know, let the kids sit in it, you know, let them look in it. You know, it they're not going to hurt the car, you know, let them take a yeah, selfie. Any opportunity I get, I, I put kids in the car every, every time. <laughs> yeah. Anybody that looks at it, you know, gives it a second of their time. Because, yeah. um, you're, yeah, I mean, I have noticed that when I, when I started off, um, it seemed as it maybe it was just the little niche that I was in, but it seemed like when people, when the older crowd found out that I was, you know, interested in like open wheel hot rod cars, um, they really made themselves available for me. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm very lucky to have that. Um, now, and I don't know if this is potentially uh, a, a, a side effect of, of social media in general, because um, I know people get frustrated a lot when the same question comes up a hundred times. Oh, yeah. how many, you know, how do I take the valves out of a flathead? And people are freaking out. Oh my God, <laughs> how many times are you going to ask? Do the search thing. Whatever. But if we kind of just like step aside from the, from, from that and be like, Hey, people are still interested in this. Yes. I've heard this question 3,800 times, but mm-hmm. this six, you know, 18 year old kid is, is taking apart a, you know, an FE motor out of his Thunderbird. I'd like to lend a hand if I could, because mm-hmm. it's only going to get better from here. You know, I, I, I hope, I mean, uh, now I'm in a different place than I was, but I hope, and if I was the 18-year-old that I was today, you know, I hope that someone could still have a place for reference or someone to help reach out and help. Mm-hmm. If you know, because it can be daunting. You you know, have you have a a car from the 50s that no one no, no one else knows about as people are blown away that the thing even runs, mm-hmm. and you're trying to put together something and, they, and you're you're stuck. You know, I, I would be awful to have nowhere to go. <laughs> Well, and that's Ashley, you know, she not coming from this, you know, she still has little moments of, okay, this is why we do this. You know, uh, the 54 was loaded on a trailer getting ready to go get traded and the deal fell through. 
I unloaded the car. We went for a cruise and ended up at a a little car show, probably 45 minutes from us. And as we're pulling in, we're in the turn lane. And this guy's shooting pictures in the show, and he whips around to watch us come across. And it's like, you're look, you're he's taking pictures of shiny cars and you know like all this, but he took the time to turn around and take a picture of us cruising into the show. And she's like, got all giddy, like, oh, he took our picture. And I'm like, yeah, he thinks our cool, our car's cool. Like, it is cool. And then you back in and older people, you know, come up and go, is that a 54? Yeah, it's 54. Oh, man, my, I got my license in, in a 54. I took my wife on to ice cream for our first date in a 54, you know. Our kids were conceived in the 54, you know, whatever, you know, whatever the story is, they all have. And that's the thing with old cars for me is it invokes a reaction. It invokes an emotion. Everyone has that old car story. You're also going to get the guy that, oh, I have one just like it. Well, I mean, it's a four door and it's blue, but it's just like that one, which is awesome. It's like, a different manufacturer, <laughs> but it's, it's, it's the same car. Yeah, it's the same you thing. know. Well, it's, it's, that's like, uh, my, my good friend, John, he, um, we go to shows together. We have like a little car club called the Magnetos, uh, it was a car club that used to be in the kind of like the Philadelphia area and it kind of went away and, and we kind of revamped it from, um, another club that's actually in, in Germany. You know, it's a, our Magnetos club is a, um, is, uh, connected to that club. Anyway, uh, we go to these car shows and, uh, I, I come in my model A and, he comes, he drives around, currently he's driving around a uh, 1950 DeSoto four-door. Yeah, yeah. has a 318 <laughs> in it. Um, and uh, it's lowered a, li- a little bit. Um, but if you're familiar with those cars, they don't have grills. They have like cattle catchers up front. Yes. It's like the most unbelievable grill you've ever seen. It's humongous. And it's all patinaed out. Really awesome car, killer car. Drives great. 318 was like perfect for it. So we go to shows and the amount of people that come up to him and say, I haven't seen a 50 DeSoto since my dad bought it new. Mm -hmm. And we drove, we went to, you know, New Jersey with it every, you know, whatever. And it's the stories that I just overhear Mm -hmm. from him just, you know, talking to these people that, that, that are so familiar with that car. And it's, it's just incredible the attention that it gets. And, uh, it's just that and it's kind of rare. You don't really see 50 DeSotos in general. Yeah. But you, you don't really see a 50 DeSoto very much. And this thing drives everywhere. It's like, it's, it's incredible. Cool. But, um, yeah, but I'm over here. My model, A just standing on the tire, just listening. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, whenever, you know, when you drive down the road, people see it, they're, they're going to go, Oh, well, you know, they understand it's old. The fact that it's still driving around, I mean, means something. Yeah. You know, especially, you know, eh, the 54. I mean, it doesn't look like it can make it out of my driveway. And sometimes it can't. You know, if there's, <laughs> when I first got it, if there was two people in the car, I'd have to tell them to get out so I could drive down the road and they could get back in on the hard road. But, yeah, that car, I have no, I have no clue how the gentleman that I bought it from drove that car. But. I bought it knowing I was going to have to do stuff to it. <laughs> oh, yeah. But 
So uh, what's one piece of advice that you would give someone that's trying to get or get into the car life? Car life in general or? Yeah, just, you know, they're interested in cars and they want to take the next step of getting into it. Well, I would say that's a tough question. There's so <laughs> many things. Um, well, if you're if you're trying to get into it and be frugal about it, because it's 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 easy to just buy stuff, mm-hmm. you know, and and then have your toys, right? But if you're if you're into it for for the for the right reasons, um, just be an open book and. You know, um, don't be afraid to try something just off the wall, something that you're not used to. And, uh, you know, there's, there's, there's so many, there's so many facets of it. Um, I guess just don't be afraid to make mistakes. Don't be afraid to mess something up. That's one reason why I never got into woodwork. Because if you work, if you mess something up in woodwork, not all the time, but if you mess something in woodwork, it's done. It's over. You throw it away. You start over. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> a lot of metal stuff, even if you just royally screw it up, there's always a way out of it to fix it. Mm-hmm. And the best part about that is you can't not learn through a failure. Right. If you mess something up, whether it's chassis work, engine work, whatever, even if you blow the thing up to, to bits and pieces, I'm sure there's something salvageable there. Mm-hmm. So there's always a lesson to be learned. It's just a matter of being being able to absorb it and not get discouraged yeah. and just keep at it, and it's only going to get better. It rarely gets worse. Maybe if you're in a business, it might get worse. <laughs> But if you're if you're doing it for for the fun aspect, for mm-hmm. the for for you know the, the hobby aspect, and, and you're really genuinely interested in it, um, don't be afraid to fail. Awesome. That's good. Oh yeah, very well put. Sorry, it was. <laughs> it took me a while to get there. But. Hey, it's no, you're good. You're good. <laughs> so, with that being said, um, don't forget to go to Throttle Addict, where if you use the code word Hot Rod, you get to save fifteen percent off. And also, make sure you go check out Swap It Fast. Uh, they, uh, they're they doing good stuff over there. Check it out. It's free to be a buyer. Mm-hmm. Um, make that connection and find that needle in a haystack. Oh, yes. And also, we are 24 hours away from this, uh, as of recording this episode. <laughs> so at 5 o'clock p.m. tomorrow... March 1st. March 1st. We will no longer be taking orders for the pre-order. So if you would like a shirt, send us your sizes and your email so we can get you sent over an invoice. Yes. With that being said, y'all have a good night. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you, Ryan, again. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. See ya. Later.